Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. It's good to be here with Effective Heart Change. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, sir. It is uh, a heat wave. A heat wave, yeah. <laughs> it's been a chilling experience here recently in the in the weather department, and uh, well, I'll be glad to see it go. Those can just move right on out of here. I will be happy. We will smile. Life is good. You know, when you're minus 13, I think was the bottom, you know, minus 13 up to, uh, you know, 20. Wow, that's that's quite a difference. <laughs> good, good stuff. We've been talking, obviously, about the spiritual layers, and Isaiah 28 talks about it's line upon line, precept upon precept. And so often we think of that in terms of ideas. Okay, let's start with basic ideas, but we're talking about the development of spiritual layers. And the first layer that we talked about was safe. And when if I'm working with someone in addiction or I'm just getting to know a new person, I want to share Christ with them, and it doesn't really matter what the context is. Until there's some level of safe back and forth between me and that other person, What's the quality of the conversation going to be like? What's the quality of the exchange going to be like? Somewhere in there, there has to be some sense of safe that's established, and that that was the first layer that we talked about. Takes two to tango. It takes two. And if there's not two, there's no conversation. And then we move from there to the idea of belonging. And again, a lot of words are needed. And today, especially when we get to the layer, a lot of words are needed. But you've got love, acceptance, and belonging. So when I get to that layer, I begin to feel a sense of purpose. As human beings, we're very much relational people. And so I can't feel the part of who I am. I I don't feel purpose unless there's some level of connection and belonging. And so that was the second layer that we talked about. Can't really overstate the relational thing. You you, cannot. It's it's all about, and, and that comes from God. And it, uh, it's all inclusive. And there's healthy relationship and unhealthy. And so if there's not belonging, if there's not love, acceptance, and belonging, that doesn't work. Then we got to the next layer, which I call covered because it's fathering is a great term, but it's the idea of there needs to be provision, there needs to be protection, there needs to be nurturing. But at the same time, you've got the other end from the child standpoint you know, we're in the one-year-old, one- to two-year-old stage now because these things should at least start in a significant way at different age zones. So at the one- to two-year stage, and I don't think I really went into this, it's the no-no stage. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because if you look at that stage, the parent is understanding, I've got this toddler who is now mobile, who's getting out, who's doing things. And life is no longer safe. You know, it's not safe for them and it's not safe for us. Who knows what that child might do? So as a child starts into this stage, and now the word no becomes incredibly significant. No, no, I said no. You know, and all the different variations of no that you go through. And sometimes that actually can be a, almost a power trip. It can be, it can get ugly, you know, from parent to child. But if it's being done in a healthy way, it's teaching the child boundaries. And at this spiritual layer, 
the child is learning to respond to an authority outside of himself. He's learning to be submissive. He's, he's learning to interact with the parent in a way that is trusting. And so trust really gets a good start at this particular layer. There's give and take. And, and uh, at this stage, it's more give from the caretaker than, than it is take no, 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 no. Uh, and and it is an expression of authority, and it's important to establish that. But that's a visible step that's right. going on. And as you said, you know, the first layer safe is largely given. There's not a lot of take. There's not a lot of exchange. The second layer, okay, you have to, in order to feel like you belong, there has to be some acceptance. There's there's some motion on the part of the person. And then you get to the next layer, and there's more give and take. Each layer all the way along the way becomes more give and take. So the next layer that we're talking about now is called creativity. And this one is interesting if you're paralleling the stages of growth. I take it to the three-year-old stage of me do it. And that child is launching out there. They're their own person. They, you know, they've decided that I can do this by myself. You've got all of that stuff going on. What does a good parent do? How does a good parent respond during that state? <laughs> well, a good parent will listen, maybe. Uh, recognize uh, that, that me do it. If you hear something like that, uh, the, the uh, expression of I'm large and in charge on this, even in a little tiny body, uh, there, there should be the recognition that they are at a different stage. It's time to act differently. But not only that, a lot of times parents, it's like, you know, the child wants to put on their clothes or they want to do whatever, and they're not going to do it right. And because they're not going to do it right or get this one, it's not efficient. No, we don't have time for you to put on your own clothes. And you get all of the different human responses there. Because I'm an adult, I know how to do this, I know how to do it better. Many times we don't allow the child to walk through that phase. We, we do it for them, we criticize them, we, we do all of those kinds of things. When we do that with a child during this stage, you crush what I'm talking about here, which is creativity. And as the other layers, there's other words, I'm going to use the word confidence. Kids need to develop the confidence to do life. And there is that phase where they're trying to do it on their own. They're not capable of doing it on their own, but they need to develop this idea of creativity, this idea of confidence. If that's not being developed, that's an important spiritual layer. It'll reflect badly in the teenage years. It'll reflect badly in the adult years if someone's not willing to step out and be creative, if they don't have the confidence to try to do things. Uh, a quick aside, uh, I don't have time. Uh, I think uh, Americans uh, should sit down, take a look at that expression, because you hear it everywhere, all the time, almost universally. And that expression is a big squelcher on much of life, and particularly at an early stage, but, but even when we grow up and are married. I don't have time. I think we need to find a, a way of not having time for not, I don't have time. And what's interesting, that word, I, to me, the badge of honor that's out there all the time, I'm so 
busy. Absolutely. I mean, we we build our value around that. Well, how about if we built our value more around these stages and healthy development spiritually for the people who are around us? We've done a good intro. We've talked a little bit about previous stages and at least given you an intro of the creativity stage. We're going to pause for a moment, ask a few questions for clarity, and then we will continue. And we're back with Effective Heart Change, talking out today about the layer creativity. One of my favorites. You love that. Oh, Actually, you are. You, you are a highly creative person. Yeah. And it's interesting, different people with different gifts, some of these layers are larger for some layers than they are other. I'm, I'm a creativity guy. Uh, this program, this material would not exist if I wasn't a creative thinker, if I didn't look at stuff and go, wow, let me, let me just work with that and try to bring a new insight or a new approach or, or whatever. You know, I, w- when I was a debater, it kind of came out in an interesting way. Most people do one case, maybe two, during the course of the, the semester that you're debating. I, I had a new one every week. And, they, you know, after a while, everybody's just kind of like, no, not another one, you know. But Oh, you've been a case all your life. I've been a case all my <laughs> life. The, the, the brain wouldn't stop. I, I just kept going, kept going. But this creativity layer is very important because think about this. We're made in the image of God. And God absolutely is very creative. I you mean, think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about I mean, the world, you know, when you just start looking around, everything from mountains to all the way down to the microscopic stuff, it's just God's creativity is just like unreal. The animals, the, the plethora of uh, types and, and looks, and then the names, <laughs> where did they come from? I mean, that, that kind of thing just pops up in my head and think, okay, that's cool. Let's go more. So for us to feel good about who we are, we cannot feel good about who we are unless we're walking in the image of God, unless we're walking out who God created us to be. And one of that is that creativity piece where I'm now going to put my mark on the world. If my entire life is about parroting other people, if my entire life is about living within the lines, so to speak, to where everything is dictated to me and I just respond and you get into the idea of slavery at some level where I'm dictated to and I'm just this servant and I don't have any thoughts of my own. That's just not a satisfying life. Not going anywhere with that. Uh, the expression came up in my mind, imagine that. And, and, and that's what a child is doing. Imagine oh, that. Oh, they it's, are. You talked earlier about uh, in the early stages, in pre-birth and early uh, infants, uh, there's, it's more of a one-way street. Uh, but this is a stage where the child uh, awakens to self and says, wow, imagine that. And it's interesting if you're watching a, a child at this age, the amount of creativity they have. You know, they, the games that they come up with, the stuff that they scrawl on a paper and they tell you what it is. And you have to have some creativity to see 
see what they're seeing and what they're saying, but that that creativity is just it's there and it's there with a fullness during this age and stage. And so often our response to this area just crushes that into a place where it, it never recovers. I'm thinking of a grandson. I only have two, but I'm thinking of a grandson who is, uh, he's around two and a half now, but, but the early stages of his awakening, I'm going to call it, was his dad would do something and he'd, he'd burst out laughing. And, and, and uh, it was like, do it again, do it again. It was more nodding and things like that because he didn't have any words. But that process that, I like that, let's do that. Uh, that's a big part of imagining in a visual uh, world. I've got a grandson in this stage. And again, that the infectious laughter, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? And just whatever. And delight. You're, yeah, the delight. And you're just, you're kind of wondering what's going on in that mind. But when we step into who God created us to be, there is that delight. There is that excitement. And a lot of that delight and excitement comes out of us being able to be unique beings, able to have this and exercise this. And what happens a lot of times if we go into the previous stage, no was big. Learning to come under covering, learning to submit, learning to surrender is big, but there's a big difference between godly submission, which is, I'm going to call it active submission, and kind of that beat down domineering submission where you're going to do exactly what I say and only what I say. In the kingdom of God, submission is active submission. A lot of times when people are waiting on God, what they do is like, oh, okay. And they, they get the dumb look and they get the quiet face and I'm just going to sit here and maybe something will happen that's God that I can interpret. That's not active submission. Active submission, I might like open my Bible and read some verses and just begin to pray what I know. I might even journal a little bit, might have some worship music going. I'm actively seeking the will of God. And then after God speaks to me, I'm not totally done to where I just read this blueprint and do it detail by detail. You know, I think most of the time, at least in my life, God kind of leaves some room to fill in the spaces where I get to actually exercise my creativity. And, and we didn't mention belonging in that, in the exchange of, of action, delight. Uh, there, there is a sense of safe place and belonging. You, 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 uh, there's an uh, active exchange that is a plus in both lives. So in this stage, it is so important. And then the outgrowth word that I'm throw in there is confidence. You know, and confidence is kind of a part of faith, if you will. Faith kind of starts back in the trust area. Trust is a big word on the third layer, which is the idea of, again, being covered, surrendered, nurtured under that. But at this level, it takes a different twist. Now faith is confidence to face the future, confidence to step up, confidence to try new things. And so often in the kingdom of God, if we're not willing to step out, I talk about a lot of times, a billion times zero is still zero. The spirit realm is a multiplier. If we're not willing to step out, if we don't take that step, God blesses us as we take that step. 
if a child has been raised in a way that is just total passivity or get permission for every single thing you do, this confidence piece just kind of blows up in a way that that child is not able to exercise real positive faith in the later years. If you're going to build something, if you're going to construct something, you need a foundation. And this is foundational stuff. This is, this is the building block, the step-by-step that it takes to, to not only develop your creativity, but to develop your full uh, potential that God has created in you and ask you to use that creativity in other people's lives. So now I'm beginning to approach life. I don't care if it's me, do it. I'm beginning to approach life from this thing of it's an adventure. I can get out there. I can fail. I can mess it up. It's delightful. I've got dad there to, I've got mom there. I've got some boundaries. I'm not going to do this really crazy stuff. But within these boundaries, within this place, within my world, I can be, I can explore, I can be creative, I can have confidence. Life is a positive event. So many people don't have that, and this is just an incredibly important layer to be laid down. The kid gets, needs to get me matters. <laughs> really does. Yeah. And so often we try to crush people at this level. I think I want to explore that, but I think we'll take a break first. I want to explore that me do it and, and how that actually works into the plan of God. And we will explore that after a few questions. Before the break, I kind of segued into what we're going into here, and I want you to think about this. There's a topic that I talk about called the good flesh. Almost everybody instinctively will be drawn into doing the very things God has called them to do. The example that I use a lot of times, I talk about an evangelist. An evangelist is called to share the good news of the gospel. Well, guess what? If you don't get into the gospel and you're not walking with Christ, you're probably going to try to share whatever you're excited about, and that's called sales. A lot of times this person who is called into one area will end up in a parallel area that is not necessarily in partnership with God, not necessarily in the will of God for that person, but it's just instinctive, and I call that the good flesh. When I'm trying to do even what God wants me to do, but I'm not doing it in partnership with God. Fast forward here, I've written a book, and one of the things that I talk about that in that is this idea that guess where the natural place even the new believer goes is to the good flesh. If you've ever been around someone who's recently saved, I mean, they're going to change the world. They're, why, they just got a prayer answered. They're ready to pray for you. I mean, they jump out there in a mirror image of this me do it of, I'm going to do God's stuff. I'm going to change the world. God has touched me. Now I'm ready to go. And they're, they're just out there in a me do it stage. I'm, I'm leaning towards spiritual gifts in that uh, we are creations of God. His creativity is why we have creativity. And, and we are created individually, uniquely, and we have a purpose. 
and we don't know what that purpose is. But he does, and he places that in us. And it's my observation that in that placement, we are continuously chasing that object, whatever it is. And uh, good and bad, our worst behavior is surrounded with that. And in aligning with God, our best behavior is assigning uh, is aligning with God. And having worked with spiritual gifts, what I see is almost everybody does some form of who they were called to be. So it's interesting. It's like you can't help yourself. You're going to do some form. And the first place that you tend to go is that me do it place. So you're jumping out. How does God respond to that? He responds like a good parent. He doesn't come and beat you down. You're doing this. You're not waiting on me. You're not depending on me. You're not partnering with me. When I'm working with a new believer and I see that enthusiasm, a lot of times I'll pat them on the back and just say, go for it. You know, because what? It's just like that three-year-old stage. You don't want to discourage them at that point. And they're going to jump out there and they're going to fall on their face and they're going to fail and they're going to come back and go, what happened? You know, but it's much better to build the confidence to give them the creativity than the alternative, which is what? I crush them. And so with that three-year-old, what do I want to do? I want to let them walk it through when they fail, when they're struggling, and they invite me in for help. Then I come in to help. And I see God working the same way in our lives. One of the things in, in our group uh, meetings, uh, you'll say somebody something, someone else will say something, and my inner reaction is, say more. So I say, say more, or, or ask a question. Uh, that's encouragement. That's, that's egging the person on to, to enlarge and to say more about what they are feeling. That's what you're doing with a child, to, to encourage, to, to bless the, the idea, okay, I, I, I kind of see where you're going. Go more. Go for more. You're blessing that God-created person, even if it's not totally on target right now. <laughs> Are we ever totally I, on target? That, that's a good, good statement, too. So you've got that thir- three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old learning to tie their shoes, and they're messing it up. In the attempting is how you get there. We have one person who was in the class who had talked about all of the years during the childhood years, she never could do anything good enough. No matter what she did, somebody in the family would come along behind and fix her work. Well, guess what that did to her as a person? Squelched. It absolutely squelched. I mean, there was a crushing that happened there. So our normal tendency is to start at that me-do-it phase in our spiritual life as well, where we start off, we don't understand how to surrender it to God, we don't understand how to partner with God, and God loves us through that. And not only does he do that, he affirms us exactly what you are talking about in a way that transfers value to us. And frankly, that's a lot of what's going on in this stage. I'm exploring who I am, and exploring is such a huge word. The only way you're going to figure out your spiritual gifts is try stuff. Yeah. Mess them up. Mess it up. Fail. Yeah. Uh, one of the one-liners I talk about, which is very simple, is fail forward. 
it's not that I'm worried about you failing. It's I'm worried about whether or not you'll fail forward, which means that when you fall down, are you going to get back up again? And if you get back up again, failure really isn't failure in Christ. Failure is not the problem. It's the not moving forward. Uh, we need to recognize that didn't work. Uh, I'll try something else. It's, it's an attitude of, of uh, acceptance that, no, that's not where I want to go. And then direction, this is where I might try this and, and see if that works. But this layer is all about me being willing to explore, try new things, see things new ways, have confidence, have that ability to step out, explore my uniqueness. When that is being laid down, now I've got a new person. Frankly, as an employer, that's what I want. I'm not the guy who wants to look over your shoulder and dictate to you what you're going to do. I want to be able to look at you and say, okay, here's what I want. Here's the goal. Now, if you can reach that goal, I don't care how you get to that goal. I want this done. A lot of times employers are of a type where they want to dictate when you do things, how you do things, all the structure. I really don't care. Just meet this goal. I'll let you know when it isn't okay, but I'm giving you the creativity, the ability to create a, 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 an approach uh, that works for you and me both. And what's interesting, that then passes value in a way that I find I tend to have long-term relationships, long-term employees, because there is a valuing of people through that. And many times we don't understand that. We don't understand the value that is passed by really blessing and encouraging this, this area of creativity. Acceptance. Acceptance. I, don't the words all run together? Uh, it, it, they are. They're triggers, and, and uh, uh, they actually trigger memories of those positive experiences. All of the layers run together. There is not this clean thing. I divide them out. I create this model just so that we can see and we can understand of, oh, yeah, I need to be giving this particular thing at this particular time, but it's so imprecise in terms of a science, but yet it is real. I mean, these layers are real and they're so desperately needed for our spiritual development. We want to explore what we've been talking about in this whole area of good flesh and effort and the way God responds, and then we'll continue after this. In this segment, I want to go a little bit different place. I'm going to call it infinity big and infinity small. Yeah, it's a big sub subject. Infinity is a big subject. When we start thinking about space, I mean, the planets, the solar systems, and you start looking at the different star systems and all the different stuff, there is infinity big out there. I mean, the creation of God is so much greater than we can possibly even imagine. And you start talking light years and something so many light years away. And so the, the years that it takes for that light to travel just to get to the earth, that's infinity big. I've done this 
idea of infinity big and infinity small for a while now. And and infinity big is God. Uh, that's that's my best expression of it. But that's so far beyond me that that I, I can't. I, the example I get if, is if you're a great high jumper, you could you can you can jump around eight feet. Well, eight feet in the solar system don't make squat. It's not much. No, but in the in thinking that way, I got to thinking. Well, if you can go out to infinity, you must be able to go into infinity. Infinity is small. The microscope, the the neutron, you know, the cell, the subcellular organisms. You know, I mean, Dark there's matter. there's literally organ systems, if you will. Maybe that's not a great description, but. Our bodies are made up of organ systems. Well, all the way down to cells, cells themselves have these interactive functioning bodies within them that are just like the infinity small is just mind boggling. Well, the reason I bring that up is because creativity needs to stay within certain boundaries. And the word of God sets certain things up. And if you go outside of those boundaries, and the word I like to use is reality. God sets up boundaries for relationships and how to have them and how to function in them. And when I decide I'm going to go outside of those boundaries, the reason God set those boundaries is because you tend to get burned when you go outside of them. And so let's just start with the simplest boundary, which is love one another. If I'm walking in love, all of these stages, they're developed and it works and I have a good life. But if I move outside of love and I start moving into selfishness and I do things like lying or stealing or all of these different things, all of a sudden my relationships start to be destroyed. And now I, I can't have a good life. I can't have a quality life. So God sets up a basis of reality with a set of boundaries. And part of what we have to understand is creativity needs to stay inside of those boundaries that's a little bit part of the reason why I use infinity big. Infinity big isn't, I got to try and try to find something outside of the box in the sense of outside of God's boundaries. I need to find more infinity small of, okay, God kind of set this box. Let me be incredibly creative inside of this box. I'm struggling with the box. And when you introduced it in class, I had the same reaction. Uh, I understand that that our expression of of creativity uh, needs to have parameters, needs to have limits. But if in love uh, we become more godlike, uh, we're created in His image, and I believe that that's the direction, that's the focus that life takes one way or the other, to the positive or the negative. But it takes that direction, and in taking that direction, we approach limitless, because love is unlimited. Uh, the love, uh, the, express, the expression of Jesus Christ on the cross and resurrected in triumph brought that infinite love into possibility. Now, we all will never be a perfect, I don't believe in heaven will be a perfect representation of perfect love, but it's, it's there in God. 
I actually agree with you that as soon as I said the box, there's a level at which, okay, this doesn't totally work. That's why I use the language infinity small. Yeah, yeah. But where the box does work, guess which layer came before this layer? And the layer before this layer was the no-no layer. The layer before this layer was the covered layer. So there's got to be some level of surrender in this layer that we learned in the previous layer so that there are boundaries, there is direction. Our creativity is pointed in a direction. I don't know how else to describe it. Again, language fails us so often when we're talking about spiritual things. There's, there's a box, there's a limit, there's a direction, there's something. I, I get what you're saying. Box doesn't totally work because I want creativity can't have a box. Creativity needs to be able to color outside the lines. I get that point too, and, and that is a great point. So let's try this picture. We're flying. Uh, let's go to Denver. We're flying out west. We want to get colder. We're flying out west, and the airplane is coming in. We're on approach. Uh, we're approaching a landing, a, a, a place, and, and uh, there's more beyond that. But, but being on approach, you're not there yet, uh, but you're in a direction. You have a determined destination. Uh, the destination can change later, but, but you're on approach, and, and the next step is landing. Uh, in creativity, you land, and then you take off again and go in search of another city. But it's, it's that constant approach, arrive, and then depart. You do know what you're doing here, right? No. Guess what the next layer is? Tell me. Next layer is focus. Oh, my. Guess what is a major part of the next layer? Direction. So you're actually, you're segueing us into the next layer, which we'll talk about next time. And so, and none of the layers are complete in, in and of themselves. But you are getting a great point here. Instead of a box, you're saying, okay, there's got to be some direction. There's got to be some movement. There's got to be times to land. There's got to be times to take off. There's got to be times to brainstorm. There's got to be times to reel the brainstorming back in and put some evaluation to it. And that's another, that takes us back to where we came from in this lesson is that there needs to be an encouragement. There needs to be affirmation in our in our travel, in our, in our uh, expansion of who we are and what we understand and that creative aspect of it that, that uh, leaves it to you to determine where you're going and experience the, the positive and the negative that can come out of that. There needs to be a validation of the individual the uniqueness of the individual in such a way that they are willing to step out and be that person. They're willing to step out and be creative. They've developed a level of confidence to do life. This is a layer. It's something you see it in some kids, in, in great athletes who are the goats, who are the greatest of all time. These are people who somewhere, some way got instilled in them this layer of confidence to take on this challenge and fight it. This layer is really important in greatness of leaders who are going to step out. If they don't have this level of confidence, if they don't have this thing established in them, I don't care what their skills they are. 
I don't care what their talents are. They're not going to live out that greatness the way God created them to live it. The, the finishing up landing is is arriving at a place, and and you should be happy to be there. If when I come down on an airplane, I'm happy to be there. It, it's always good. To land. It's usually the 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 place of worst possibility is the landing, but. But you're there, and you delight in being there, but you don't stay there. The next, There's a next step. And that's a huge point, which you actually brought out earlier, but it's celebration. Some of what needs to go on in this layer, if you're the parent and if you're working with it, is celebrate the small steps. When you celebrate the small steps, you build that value. You build that confidence, and it doesn't have to be done right. Just a portion of it's done right. Wow, this thing starts to work. Again, line upon line, precept upon precept. Hope you're loving this series. I, that you're growing from it. You're seeing some kinds of things that you can do in your life. Maybe find people who will encourage you in certain ways, or maybe you can give that encouragement and that life away to others. Hope you're enjoying the journey with us. We'll see you next time on Effective Heart Change. Production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.